stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, it's been curveball after curveball on the Olympic file over the past week or so. Last week ended with all kinds of uncertainty about where things stood between the feds and the city. A threat from the mayor to scuttle the whole thing if we couldn't get something worked out. We have the city's Olympic Assessment Committee uh, recommend the plebiscite be canceled and the plug be pulled on this whole thing. Uh, That passed City Council 8-7 yesterday, that motion, but not enough to officially undo the previous council decision. Because it didn't get 10 votes, the bid lives to see another day, and barring anything else crazy, uh, Calgarians will vote on November 13th. Uh, there obviously have been some changing circumstances regarding the, the scope of the deal, the cost of the deal, the funding breakdown on the deal. And there were a lot of questions at City Hall yesterday uh, about how the bid corporation came up with these latest numbers and what the actual cost to the city of Calgary is going to be. People will have to make up their minds between now and November 13th, uh, whether we have a good understanding of that and how much faith they're prepared to put in these numbers and these assumptions going forward. The Calgary Chamber has been watching all of this very closely through this entire debate. It's remained neutral up until now and has done a great job at presenting both sides along the way. Today, though, the Calgary Chamber has decided that it is time to take a stand. And they say based on what they've identified as four guiding principles, that if we can stick to those, they're prepared to support a bit. Joining us on the line is Sandeep Lali, president and CEO of the Calgary Chamber, calgarychamber.com. Sandeep, thank you for joining us here today. Welcome to the program. Yes, thank you. Uh, Why did the Calgary Chamber feel it was time to take a stand, whether you should take a stand even in the first place? We're in key part of this business community. We are the voice of the business community. And I know many, obviously, businesses look to us. And so we were for sure going to take a voice in this critical conversation that is going to define and set up for success a long-term gain for the Calgary business community. So absolutely, we were going to take a voice in that. So what led to this decision then? We had lots of conversations and um, we've been reached out by many, you know, to to host conversations for us to actually go out and procure folks to say, talk to us about this. So we've done a lot of due diligence over the past many months and then we were putting the pieces together and then like any other business deal, you want to make sure you have foundational principles for investment and we've put forward four and one of the key ones that was still not quite solved until Tuesday was the funding one. So our first principle is to make sure that we don't allow the municipal cost to go higher than $390 million. So now we know the foundational base of financial support and now we can work from there. Well, I, I suppose. I mean, it's it's a different kind of conversation if we have some guarantee that $390 million is the highest it's going to go. But how do we ensure that? What, what guarantees do we have? So that, that's where we've got, like, that's why it's just four principles, but is to make sure there's a $390 million is a spend, and then the modest venue infrastructure build, immediately bringing in businesses to the table to establish business-friendly policies, that piece is critical because the cornerstone of having a bold vision is to make sure we have 
commercialization of the economic value here, and we need to make sure we have a strong business-friendly strategy to do that. And finally, we want to be able to bolster the international image of investment potential in Canada. All of those things, these four principles, you know, they, they ride the test of time. So in 2026, and we're looking at these four things, the business community will be able to say, yes, that was a successful investment. So we talk about bringing businesses to the table and, and establishing a business-friendly growth strategy. How do you envision that? I envision that just like we would with any other sort of conversation if we're looking at a deal to, in business and saying, okay, now that we've made this investment, how do we make it better? How do we capitalize on it? That's what happens then is you've got business leaders and they come together and say, okay, this is how we feel we can capitalize on this marketplace. So business owners out there need to be able to say, okay, here's the landscape, and these are the business opportunities, the market opportunities, and that needs to happen in collaboration with the organizers and the development of the vision of the games so that as a business owner, you're setting up your foundation to be able to be ready to capitalize on the game all the way through to the lead up to the games and after. So that means business leaders need to be at the table with real business opportunities at hand and then let the business leaders execute on those business opportunities. What are those business opportunities? What kind of opportunities does an event like the Olympics create? It's the, le- it's the whole thing. I think once we win the bid and we should start thinking like we've won the bid, we're next June, we're celebrating with one, and we should fast forward and say, what do I want to feel like? What does my want- business want to look like in 2026? And then from there you say, okay, what am I doing in my business today that leads up to the success of that day or those events? Okay, if I am in manufacturing what am I doing that that is going to be required? If I'm in construction, what am I doing that's going to be required? We need the business community and business owners to start to think together and say, here's my business plan for getting into this marketplace. And those need to start to come in so that they can be incorporated and shaping into what is the bold vision for these games. But does it create, I mean, how much of a marketplace does this kind of an event really create in the first place, especially if our goal is to be as narrow as possible in what's actually being built? That's the beauty of this thing. That, that This is why Calgary, we are, we are entrepreneurs, we are dreamers, we've got can-do attitudes. We will find marketplaces where the marketplaces others may not have even seen. We will solve problems that others haven't even thought of. That's the beauty of creating the space for markets. But, I mean, is there a track record uh, of the Olympics creating that? Are you saying that, that we're going to create it where, where others have failed to do so? Oh, I think there's many success stories when you go into other communities of people who have said, well, I didn't know it was going to do that. And I think you don't hear about them because those zeros just aren't as big as the other zeros. But there are definitely stories, and I know I've heard of many uh, where people have said, you know what, the Olympics did this, and so it's like, okay, but that stays a bedroom community-type story as opposed to anything else. Like even just last week I heard the person that did the transportation uh, and logistics piece and mapping for Vancouver actually lives in Oktoks. 
like, oh, oh, I didn't know that. I would have, that would have never surfaced. So that's the kind of stuff that's going to start to come out. But we have to be able to think big and get there. And that's what business owners and entrepreneurs do. We go find that marketplace and then we figure out the capitalization of that marketplace. We just need to be given that chance. In terms of the situation Calgary businesses are facing, and, and I know the Chamber has, has really emphasized this over the last couple of years, how disproportionately uh, the tax burden has been put on a lot of Calgary businesses. We're going to see the four-year business plan or budget plan coming up after the plebiscite. Uh, but given what's been going on with the downtown core, it may be another rough few years for Calgary businesses. Uh, how do we deal with those short-term challenges? And, and does you know spending money on the Olympic bid distract from that? Oh, the competitiveness environment definitely like the decisions that the governments are going to make to enable investment and competitiveness from today to 2026 and outside of 2026 are critical they are hindering growth within our uh, community and that needs to change and that has that is part like that's separate from the olympic conversation that needs to happen if that doesn't happen, the Olympics won't even be as successful the run-up to it, right? So competitiveness and the tax burden, those two things are very critical, will continue to be critical for the Chamber along with the rest of the business community. But that impact on the tax burden as a direct result of the Olympics is our first principle. It needs to stay at $390 million, and we need disciplined conviction from our three levels of government to address the tax burden and competitiveness. Those things we will continue to advocate on, for sure. Right. Uh, One economist today noted uh, that taking $390 million, uh, if that were to apply to non-residential property taxpayers in Calgary, that would be the equivalent of about $15,000 per business in Calgary. I don't know. I, I I can't comment on the math there, but... And if that is the solution that happens, but if you take it up a level to the umbrella, like we need to address the tax uh, conversation between the the delta between residential and commercial outside of the conversation of these games. So I think that having the games doesn't complicate anything. It might actually bring better thinking or clarity because now there's a bolder vision or there's something you know, whatever ticks in the, the the policymakers, let that tick because we need to address this delta between the residential and the commercial tax rates. Well, we do, absolutely. I mean, there, there's nothing coming directly into city coffers, and the city has to find the money to fund its own contribution. There is no Olympic spending that's, that's budgeted into the four-year budget plan, so all the potential service cuts and tax increases that we're facing over the next four years, we have to deal with that, and then on top of that, find the money for the Olympics. So it do, does it present a challenge in that sense in trying to alleviate the tax problem? Like that's that's the part about like this November fourteenth, right? That's like with knowing the budget and things like that. That's the conversation that I think people are wanting to have. So the clarity of how and where and all that, those pieces. That's why this disciplined approach that we've put forward is that okay. Now be clear about okay. You're not doing this, but you're doing that. Okay, so. Talk to me about why that's not correlated to the 390 million. Like it needs to be very clear 
as to how we're moving forward. And you know what? Something's going to come up in year three, for, like three years from now, and then we need to come back to these disciplines and say, okay, so that was that 390. This is where that's coming from. Those, like, those questions are going to continue to come up. But we cannot stop from moving forward as a result of saying X, Y, Z, I don't know the finite math of this. So we can de- you, you, so you think we can deal with the unknowns, or the unknowns are not t- significant enough to to give you pause? I find that this deal, the way that it's been put together, and holding to that three ninety is a responsible deal, and that is what we will advocate on for the next eight years. And like I say, these principles hold the test of time, and we look forward to measuring the success on these principles in twenty twenty six because. Like I say, here in Calgary, we solve problems, and I know that once you get the right people in the room, that there's nothing that can't be done. All right, well, more at calgarychamber.com. Sandeep, thank you for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for the conversation. All right, take care. Uh, Sandeep Lally is president and CEO of the Calgary Chamber, calgarychamber.com. They are uh, getting behind this bid, but they wanted to move forward under these four guiding principles. Do not allow municipal costs to go higher than $390 million. Keep to a modest venue infrastructure build. Immediately bring businesses to the table to establish a business-friendly growth strategy for hosting the games and to use the games to bolster the international image of investment potential in Canada and highlight the country's innovation. Number three and number four seem really vague. I'd be curious to see what that looks like in practice. Number two... Maybe that's doable, a modest venue infrastructure build. I, I, I don't know what else would would change what we have before us now in terms of what's going to be built or what might need to be built, but that can change. The part about do not allow costs to go higher than a certain point. Well, that sounds nice on paper. Has that been the practice uh, of other Olympic bids? How do we do that it's not enough to say we are not going to allow it it happens and then where are we after the fact so we're not going to know obviously before november 13th whether we're going to be successful in any of these things are you prepared to take that leap of faith afternoons with rob breckenridge starting at 12 30 on news talk 770 calgary